Welcome to Lipstick and Laptops Radio Show, where we are discussing today's topics on spirituality and wealth, so you can live an abundant life on your own terms. This is your host, Valerie Hurst. Hello, this is Valerie Hurst, and welcome to this week's episode of Lipstick and Laptops Radio Show. This week I wanted to talk to you about the way of the female royal mystic. You might be asking yourself right now, what is that word mystic? What does it mean? It sounds kind of hokey pokey. Well, let me share with you what it is. And it's a word that's been used uh, since the ancient times. And it's not a word to be feared. Christ is the mystic secret revealed as addressed in Colossians 2.2 which says, For my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cheered, and encouraged, as they are knit together in love, that they may come to have all the abounding wealth and blessings of assured conviction, of understanding, and that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with and may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly that mystic secret of God which is Christ the Anointed One. The Oxford Dictionary also describes mystic as a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute, or who believes in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. And this was written by St. John of the Cross, which he was a Spanish mystic in the 16th century. And so let's talk about a couple of women who were royal mystics. One of them being Ama Syncletica of Alexandria. She was a Christian saint and desert mother of the 4th century. And she was of a wealthy background and is reputed to have been very beautiful From childhood, however, Synclectica was drawn to God in the desire to dedicate her life to Him. From the time she gained responsibility for her family's affairs, after the death of her parents, she gave all that had been left to her to the poor. With her younger sister, Synclectica abandoned the life of the city and chose to reside in a crypt adopting the life of a hermit. Her holy life soon gained the attention of locals and gradually many women came to live as her disciples in Christ. Saint Synclectica is regarded as a desert mother and her sayings are recorded with those of the desert fathers. She is believed to have died in her 80th year around 350 AD. And then there's also Judith of Prussia she came from a noble family and a spouse to a noble man. She imitated the life of St. Elizabeth of Hungary, who was the Duchess of Thuringia during her youth. She was married at the age of 15 to a noble man and bore children by him. She convinced her husband of and raised her children in a contemplative and mystical form of Christianity. He died while they were on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, and Judah became a single mother. Each child eventually entered a monastery upon reaching a suitable age, 
and this left Judah able to pursue a more austere religious way of life. She disposed all of her costly clothes, jewelry, and furniture, and devoted herself entirely to the sick, especially the lepers and the poor. There are also accounts of Jesus appearing to her. Upon her death, her body was brought to a church at Calm where many people gathered, and a wonderful aroma filled the church. And then there's also Elizabeth, and she was the daughter of King Andrew II of Hungary and Gertrude of Morania. Her ancestry included many noble figures of European royalty, going back as far as Vladimir the Great of Kievan Rus. Elizabeth of Hungary was a princess of the Kingdom of Hungary and relinquished her wealth to the poor and built hospitals where she herself served the sick. She became a symbol of Christian charity in Germany and elsewhere after her death at the age of 24. So there's a couple of uh, female rural mystics and uh, just want to you know add that um, you know it's okay to receive wealth and blessings and you don't have to live a religious striving dutiful uh, way of life I believe that our life was meant to enjoy and that those blessings that come to us um, you know are for us to enjoy as well and then you know as you feel uh, compelled you give in the way that you are feeling led to give um, I, I truly believe that when we have the why behind our brand you know which is finding a, a cause that you are passionate about you know as long as you have that at the the forefront of all that you do you know everything else just flows in your life and the uh, you know wealth and blessings and just an abundant filled life just comes from that and uh, you know just doing it from a place of of you know wanting to give and so you know let me ask you a question have you felt religious traditions ever known to man have seemed askew or unfulfilling and rigorous relegating women as undervalued I just kind of want to tie this question into what we're talking about. Some of history's most ecstatic female royal mystics that I just mentioned, um, they had obviously profound effects on their communities, and they often walked a very different path contrary to the status quo. Her life is one of great adventure and often marked by unprecedented events and uncharted waters trusting completely in divine love to guide her. As much as she tries to follow the latest teachings to help her grow, there is none other that she would rather draw and pull from than the very heartbeat of God himself. She finds depth and meaning by surrounding herself with other like-minded women and gleans for just a moment in time from those she sees a part that is missing from the whole she is searching for. You know, we all know in part and we see in part, and that's why we need each other as women. That's why we need to congregate, congregate with each other and build community. And so this 
woman finds community is essential to her, yet her most defining moments are those that when she just pulls away in times, you know, just spending time in deep contemplative bliss that transcends time. The way of the female royal mystic is a path of ever-unfolding, unmerited favor that causes doors to be opened to her effortlessly and preferential treatment to come to her without having to ask. You know, I just want to share that as I've been flowing in this place the last several years of just resting in my identity and resting in my union with God, it has brought so much uh, effortless flow into my life. Uh, you know, before I used to strive and try to make things happen, but once I entered this place of rest and just awakened to my identity, it just really opened up a whole new world for me, and. As I just, you know, awoke each day and purpose to stay in that place of rest and just ask, okay, what is it that we are going to do today? What is, what is on the agenda? What is not on the agenda? And just live in my life that way, not really having any type of a plan or agenda when I wake up that day is just an, an asking, okay, what is it we are going to do today? Whether that's absolutely nothing, whether that is working, um, you know, in my business, uh, whether that is going on a field trip with my son that I homeschool, um, it's just, you know, making a conscious, uh, decision to stay in that place of rest so things just flow effortlessly and so more than anything the royal mystic is grounded and united in love and extends that love to those around her she is here to be a mouthpiece and pioneer what has never been done before while touching those around her and awakening queens to her true identity. You know, that is something more than anything that I'm very passionate about is helping women to discover why they are here exactly and what is what it is they're here to do. Do you ever find yourself asking what is my purpose why am I here and what is it I'm here to do well let me share with you royalty carries a distinct persona it's an assurance that you've been chosen for a divine call in life and walking in it with integrity and character to produce fruit that will last for ages to come. Let's rise to the call as women, women leaders, and be the queens we were created to be. I'd like to invite you to take the Wealth Archetype Quiz, which I will post a link below this audio, and 
what it will do is it will take you through a series of questions so you can discover what kind of queen you are and how you relate with money in a way that you can give back to the world. And so answer the questions and at the end it will give you just a, a brief um, blueprint of what type of queen you are. And if you'd like to go ahead and find out the full details and what you can do is you'll be able to enter your name and your email and I'll send you the complete report. It's a, a beautiful colored report and it'll explain all of the details to you and how you as a queen relate with wealth. If you have any questions feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my contact form on my website and I would be glad to speak with you. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and I hope you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.